Every week the rundown comes to you, but it's been a couple weeks since we've actually done that. Has anything significant in the news actually happened? Sitting here next to Brother Martin in Florida at Our Lady... What, what, what's the name of this monastery? Our Lady of Constellation Monastery. Our Lady of Constellation Monastery. And we are going to do the rundown. Here we go. I mean, I sort of know where I'm at, right? Yeah. I mean, we're in Florida. Yeah, at a monastery. I mean, you just come here and chill. I don't know you the name you, of it. You quit half ago or just I was, ago? I was going to um, record you guys praying louds this morning. I thought it was so beautiful, chanting it. And then I thought that uh, certain people would come out and call you schismatics for praying um, to God. Yeah, you can live with you can live with your friends, but if you pray and do penance together, you're schismatic. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I only pray with Muslims I only pray with and, Muslims uh, and uh, uh, J Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay, so in the news, obviously we had the events in DC, and we're not, this is, we're trying to make this video for Census Fidelium, and we don't want Steve to get canceled, so we're going to be very circumspect. In what we say, but the that will be, be thrown out the window in a minute, and it'll all be on the other alternative so we'll channel. Shoot in two <laughs> seconds. Uh, Wilton Gregory, the African Queen. Hey, does that is that already exclude us calling him what his actual nickname is? Uh, he came out and condemned the violence. Cardinal Supic came out and condemned the violence. We have a clip from Bishop Barron condemning the violence. Curiously, all three of these men were conspicuously absent. In the summer of violence. That's true. I, just, I mean, I, oh, it's just a weird thing. Um, Trump put out a video. We'll, we'll break that down. And um, there's a legionnaire who claims that we are living in the peace promised to us by Our Lady of Fatima because Russia was consecrated, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Steve, I know you don't want me to do this. I'm, can I just cut to the Baron thing so I can get it off my chest? It's been months since we've talked about Baron. Here we go. Hey, everybody. It's Bishop Barron. Like everybody else in the country, I've been watching these uh, appalling images from Washington, D.C. I was just there not long ago. And to see these violent, riotous mobs inside of the U.S. Capitol, someone um, with his shirt off and a crazy hat on standing at the presidential rostrum in the Senate, uh, they they appalled me. I mean, not just as an American, but as a as a Christian. You know what's striking me was this. Uh, just a few months ago, I read a book on uh, Abraham Lincoln's uh, first inauguration, and there was just, okay. That's all I can say. I don't want. I I can't even give you. He put out four of these things, and uh, oh man, they are good. They are gold. Um, but the they opposite day. Well, I, it's today? yeah, yeah no, today? but 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 the other thing, I mean, Steve, Cardinal Gregory, Washington D.C. is literally said that we have profaned sacred ground in the Capitol. I mean, is this the culmination of the Americanist religion? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. You're never going to hear me call uh, the, the Capitol sacred <laughs> or defaming. <laughs> But when they got the famous when somebody walked in and when it was actually uh, built, uh, don't ask me about personally. I want DC to fall into the swamp it came from. Uh, 
there's no, there's nothing there. sacred there. I mean, shit, there's one mur- mural of uh, a black, black hand pulling Christ. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's in the uh, that's in the Washington Museum for Masons. Uh, <laughs> I mean, where were these guys when D.C. was literally on fire during the, uh, during the summer? Never heard the Archbishop say a thing. But they got mad at Trump for going outside and holding a Bible. We have all these yeah, guys, guys like, like uh, Kamala saying, ah, I wish there was more of these things. They should be doing it every day. Uh, Pelosi. Uh, Pelosi. Uh, remember Clinton uh, from years ago. Uh, this is the best thing that people could do. Uh, she's screaming and the only squeal that she could do of uh, uh, talking about pro- uh, protesting and, and things like this. These guys love violence when it's their team. Newsmax had a good little video about putting a little compilation about all the... Uh, hypocrisy from, from those guys. They didn't. They left out the clerics, obviously, because they're. Uh, how would you say? Uh, how would you say? Uh, not essential. Uh, not essential. <laughs> well, they've declared themselves not we're essential. Not, we're all not essential <laughs> for, because we're now. We're looking at twilight. Well, you look at Wilton Gregory's thing calling the capital sacred space, and this is one of those really galling things. That in ancient times, like say, let's take it in Rome itself, right? The very word capital comes from the the Capitoline Hill, and its spelling and everything is from the fact that the Mons Capitolius is where you had the main temple of you know Jupiter, the greatest and best. Right, and that's outside of which, after victories, you would drag your enemies that were conquered. You drag them up naked, and you would ritually strangle them as a human sacrifice to Jupiter. That's what made the capital sacred for the Romans. It's a complete mix of the the virtue of pietas for the Romans, which could be loosely translated patriotism in their sense of that understanding. It is you reverence the gods and you reverence the state, and they're both kind of the same thing. The state is in a certain sense. A god. That's why that there was a great line in Gladiator, even though its history is nonsense. It's a great movie. Um, where you know he's scratching off the tattoo of his, uh, you know, from the army, the SPQR off his arm, and uh, the other slave is asking, "Hey, uh, you know, is that a sign of your gods?" And he starts laughing. Yeah, actually, the state was a sign of your gods, and so Gregory's almost acknowledging a subtle reality for a lot of people that religion, that government, really is a religion. Religion. It really is their god, and it, you know if you transgress the the religion of the supreme god of government, then you're going to get penances and fines. If you say things contrary to the priestly class of this religious entity, you're going to have an inquisition. If uh, or you'll be excommunicated if you don't do what the priestly class wants to do. And it's an interesting metaphor for where we actually at and how people actually treat government compared to how they treat the true god well well, 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 well you know we six, don't want to get anyone sick so we, we better not come together for mass come together for mass and, and so on and you so know and, and so on and so forth i mean our local our, I mean, our, local, our local parish just came out today saying that if we don't wear a mask they're going to start lowering the number allowed inside oh the church are you talking, are you talking that's a threat from from the parish itself from, from father i don't know if father typed that up but yeah, he, he published buck it. stops with him. I mean, the, yeah. the compromises yeah. that these folks are making with the uh, Covidians and the Fauci's are um, are really scary. I was just I made aware of a parish down in New Orleans where basically it was the same thing. It was you know it, the the 
priest put into the bulletin in writing, pleading with his congregation, please, please do the social distancing and wear the mask because the county has infiltrated our pews and they're watching us and they're going to shut us down. Think about the psychology of this, Steve, because he's preemptively blaming the congregation for getting shut down when properly we should be blaming the Leviathan. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. And just to get back on what uh, we were talking about with the the God idea in D.C., what's inside the Lincoln Temple? Lincoln? It literally calls the Lincoln Monument a temple. Um yeah, um, it's, it's yeah, it's it's we have a state religion, we have a state and religion, and that well, Ferrara great perfectly writes it in his book, uh, Liberty the God that Failed, when he starts talking about how the state religion mimics the religion of the church when you like All Saints Day, Veterans Day, All Souls Day, Memorial Day. He goes through all the holy days of the state in contrast to ours. There's a lot of people that don't like to hear that, but. I mean, how many people? I mean, how many people will celebrate Four July? Four July. Take the day off. Take the day off. Go with family. Not work. But in Mac conception, they have no problem going to work, doing things. We'll go to mass because we're told to. But that's really about it. I had to confess, I had to do some work on the Epiphany. I had to do some of my day job. I'm sorry. I'm a sinner. But also, also Catholic schools. I mean, you have finals. Finals during December eighth that that week. You know, it's, it's yeah, Catholic schools. Yeah, Catholic schools stick with the secular, with the, uh, secular calendar. calendar, mostly. Mostly. Yeah. Ryan, what were you going to say? Ryan, what were you going to say? It's, it's not just it's not just the United States, States either. Less people think we're America bashing. It's a habit worldwide. In Italy, when I lived there, in Rome itself, just a few steps outside the Vatican, the uh, the, the the ecclesiastical uh, goods and bookstores that are right out there, Ancora and places like that, Libera Ancora, they were open on. Immaculate Conception, they were open on the Assumption, they were open on these major feast days, even though they're technically holidays in Italy, but um, they're they're open. But on the Independence Day, which celebrates what? The Freemasonic takeover of Italy in 1870, right? Um, They were closed to celebrate the Independence Day. You're, You're only like five skips from the Vatican. So, you know, lest anyone think it's just us in terms of the secular worship. Okay. Yeah. It's worldwide. That's the it's the global church, and uh, that is what Wilton Gregory, Cardinal of D.C. That is what Blaise K- Supich, Cardinal of Chicago, <laughs> and what uh, Turd on Fire are celebrating is the is the global religion of man, and um, yeah, it's a sad thing. You didn't hear many calling them out when that church, the churches in South America, were getting burned. Oh, yeah. 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 What? Why? Chicago. Chicago. I, mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Chicago. How about violence in the the? If there's any place that you would want to consider sacred, how about your own home? <laughs> right. I mean, you can't even you know live peacefully in your own home without someone busting down the door trying to kill everyone just to get some drug money. Right. In Blaze's own Chicago. So if Blaze is going to talk about violence, he needs to look in his own backyard. Frankly. Yeah, so D.C. Uh, violence, Baltimore violence, New York mm-hmm. violence. Well, go down the list. Wilton Gregory and, and uh, Bishop Barron are b- both priests from Chicago, too. So, I mean, it's like the culture yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and they both have ties to Cardinal Bernadine, and we don't want to go there. But speaking of grave disorder, <laughs> there's a legionnaire on Twitter. I'm not going to even list him because I don't want to dignify this guy, okay? Um, because, not, I mean, <laughs> let's just say that his theology is rather autistic. Um, he's literally saying 
that the, the, the consecration of Russia has already happened, and we're living in the peace. This is the most peaceful time in the history of the world. This guy waits until D.C. is on fire to say this. He literally waits until this, the, the events, let's just say, the events that happened in D.C. that led up to the events that happened in D.C. This is the most peaceful era of all time. 60 million children dead in the United States through abortion. This is the most peaceful time. Two and a half million dead civilians due to American military activity since, oh, 2001? Um, yeah, people, kids born after 2001 have never lived in a peaceful year. <laughs> Yemen. I'm sorry, take a trip to Yemen. Take a trip to Syria. Take a trip to Iraq. Let's go to Chechnya. Let's go to Kazakhstan. Let's go to... Um, Oh, I don't all these places that have skirmishes. They have got some kind Chicago, of uprising. <laughs> yeah, or Chicago. Yeah, yeah actually, I said that Baltimore responses to this particular priest who always makes arguments in such a way as if he knows a lot of things that he actually doesn't. And see, in my experience, um, like he was recently on about the Pope and certain certain things morally, and he's ignoring half the moral principles involved. So. You know, it's well, a type of a similar thing here. We have to defend the party line. We have to defend that the consecration happened. And and it's like if the consecration happened, then Our Lady has a very different definition of peace than the rest of mankind has. I think she probably has the same definition that, you know, St. Augustine has, the tranquility of order. But a great comparison in the Our Lady Revelation series when he talks about how uh, Bruno is an example of how the how what the, what happened when the consecration happens. How the conversion of him was immediate. He was a communist. He was trying to kill the Pope, and he had an instant conversion mm -hmm. and handed the knife to the Pope and asked for forgiveness and became and basically reunited back to the Church. I mean, everything happened instantaneously to this. And he goes into you go to it and watch it for the whole thing. But yeah, that's a she's. Either very slow, or as Ryan said, doesn't we uh, has another definition of peace? Or uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's quite comical hearing that going. Oh yeah, the consecration's happened. Yeah, where's, where's the peace? <laughs> this 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 man's takes are just all over the map too. Um, he came out and said that you know having disordered uh, relationships and all this stuff is really not that bad and all this. And then when I called him a groomer, uh, well he blocked me. So uh -huh. anyway, yeah, it's a sad day. I got a lot of groomer priests that have blocked me on Twitter. All right, uh, we got to get to the Trump story. That's what everyone's waiting for. They all want to hear us. What happened? They want to hear us talk about Trump, Steve. That's <laughs> what, happened? What, ha what happened? That's what I thought. Something's in the news. I was watching football all week. <laughs> was there was there football on uh, the I Epiphany? I don't know. I was just kidding. <laughs> I just found I just found out that they had extra teams in the playoffs. In the playoffs. I no. haven't watched the game all year. I just want to know. I'm trying to figure out why Texas A&M got snubbed from the college football playoffs. I mean, they've beat how many top ten teams did they beat, and then they they slammed it in the Orange Bowl. They just destroyed it. It was like forty five to twenty. Um, I, 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 I'll go back to it. I didn't watch a game uh, NCAA or NFL this year. Well, it's a good thing you well, didn't watch yeah, Texas A&M crush North Carolina because <laughs> uh, uh, that's I'm just throwing it out there, Steve. All right, can we talk? <laughs> can we talk Trump? Can we please talk Trump? Supreme leader. Supreme leader. <laughs> First of all, what's with the video? Like he still left the the back door cracked open he's like you know we will transition 
to a new administration. It didn't say I concede. He didn't say I quit. He didn't say Biden won. He didn't say, you know, stop all this nonsense. He just said, we'll see what happens, basically. Well, this whole thing is resigning. Oh, yeah. He lost, <laughs> I think, two cabinet members while we're recording this. <laughs> Not laughing. Yeah, no idea. I don't, uh, uh, don't want to read into the video. I mean, if you're in TIP, it's still, you know, I'm still thinking that that's still being played out. It's still looking like it's being played out. Uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, Video-wise, video they, they again. there might be people who are not familiar with it. The Transition Integrity Project. I think we're on page 18 right now. <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking at your playbooks. <laughs> now, scenario three, was it? Is it two? It's one or two. Uh, but, I mean, we'll see We'll see what happens when he finds out. But, uh, what we when we are predictions did we say pain was going to be involved uh and you, yes, and you knew so. something was going to happen yesterday or 2 days ago I, well yep. i, I yep. just want to go on record as saying we get a lot of my people. prediction was that joe biden was going to prevail in i can't say i can't say certain words but he would prevail in his endeavor and he in the selection and he has right yeah the selection good uh, so I so I actually like to mention a different Trump video because I, I think it, 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 the circumstances surrounding it are rather indicative of where we are, which is not uh, this most recent one. But during the mostly peaceful insurrection, as it were, um, the you know he was actually putting out tweets saying. Uh, do not be violent. Do not stop the violence. You know, do not riot. He was he was basically putting this out there. And saying, you know, we will prevail. And yet, and, and, but the only reason those tweets got flagged was, of course, because he still insisted the election was stolen and what have you. Now, you could have said, you continue to say, yeah, the election's stolen, you know, whatever, but please don't riot. And then, you know, you come in, do a counterpoint to that if you want. But what we saw was during a moment of crisis when people that support him were um, assaulting the Capitol, essentially irrespective of the provenance of that, which um, if you follow me on Twitter, you know what I already think about that. Trump, the head of, he is the head of state for another 14 days, 13 days. And the big tech just decided his voice cannot be heard. And we saw that before when he was talking after the election and they just cut him off. No counterpoints, no, no people from the other side to explain why the president's, why they think the president's wrong. They just, well, we can't even show you what he's saying. The, the media basically has more power now than any elected official in this country. The media is now in a position where it can determine what is true and what is not true. And it is indicative of the fact that we're in a post-truth world, really. We're literally at Orwell's memory hole. <laughs> right. <laughs> but isn't, isn't that what the left has been claiming? I mean, that's, that's the irony here, is the moment Trump won in 2016, they all claimed we were in a post-truth you know, world and the Washington mm -hmm. Post changed their whole, you know, logo and all this stuff. And democracy dies in darkness and all this stuff. Can it, so, die, can it die already, please? <laughs> I'm tired of it. <laughs> that horse has been dead for years. So, so they've been saying, yeah. you know, oh, we, we live in a post-truth because Trump is a liar. And, you know, and we're the arbiters of what is of, of what is real and all this stuff. And look, I, I think this is a great point, Ryan, because this is something we, we, we have to jump up and down about all the time and continue to make this point. 
we as Roman Catholics have to live in reality. The ultimate objective reality is God. The, the, the way we experience reality is through our five senses. Um, so, you know, any philosophy starting from Descartes onward, the godfather of modernism, which tells you to deny your senses and disbelieve what you are seeing and hearing, is inherently evil. And that is what communists do. They, try, they, will, they will present to you an image of a building burning in the background and say, this is a mostly peaceful protest. And you, they're creating this dissidence in your mind from what you're seeing and what you're thinking and what you're hearing and being told. They're trying to break you down. It's psychological terrorism. And they just repeat it on loop until enough people break. And that's where we are. And we're not even allowed to to say, oh, why were there ballot? You know, why were there ballots dumped at three a.m. in Michigan? And you know, and ninety nine percent of them were for Joe Biden after after they had stopped counting ballots. Like, we, if you question that now, you are aligned with the terrorists. They're call, you're, they're calling you a domestic yeah. terrorist. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I think and I think that was in our predictions. Right wing terrorism uh, this year. It's going back to the the Janet Reno years under Clinton back in the if you're old enough to remember the nineties. Uh, we're going back to that, where essentially the whole focus of government, FBI, what counterterrorism is all right-wing extremism. And when you get to the right-wing extremism, it's mostly FBI agents encouraging people to act violently and finally convincing them, and then arresting them finally when they decide, okay, yeah, we'll do this, which has happened so, so, so often. Yeah. Um, and then they, they used to do that against the left. They used to do that against the hippies back in the 70s. Okay, well, this is a good and point. And try to get them to do, you know, do, do an anti-war protest and blow up a bus or something like that. And there's a nine-second video here. There's a nine-second video of, of just that happening. It appears as though in D.C. you are seeing a police officer open the barriers and wave the protesters through. Here we go. Okay, that's pretty. Our it looks like our video on our end froze here at the monastery because look, we're low tech here, guys. <laughs> All right, we're not we're not high tech, so we're gonna cut to uh, Ryan and Steve only. We'll do audio only on our end, but Steve, you're full screen. Well, the video, well, the video I mean, that's everywhere. You can we can link it underneath check and out check out the uh, uh, last American vagabond where uh, Ryan Christian goes through a ton of these videos and shows how there's a bunch of weirdness you could say going on. I mean, he didn't, he even left off the ones when they're walking through the post because you know how rabid, insane people do where they follow directions and stay in between the red courts when they're walking through the building. Um, I saw a video of guys taking selfies with cops. I saw that, and then you know, people just smiling and taking photos in the area. But the ones that they, the media wants you to see, he has the video of a, a cop kind of like shoving the guy in the, in the side and then kind of backing off. And it's almost like he's the Pipe Piper filtering the guys up a single hallway up the stairs and then into the room where he runs in and goes, they're here. And they all turn around. And that's all. That's where all the photos you see have been all over the place. It's been that room. And that video leading up, which is kind of funny because we had a, uh, had a buddy of ours there mm -hmm. and uh, he was talking about there's there a thousand vets around him and he goes we're just all you know he went up because he thought it was his patriotic duty as a former uh, sniper in the, in the military to go up and he said all his buddies there they couldn't use their cell phones but yet if you're at Pelosi's desk you had five bars and was streaming very well that day 
It's just a lot of oddities that was going on along with that. Hey, come on in type attitude. Now, I mean, this is a nation that spends seven hundred billion dollars a year on national defense. This is a the 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 our second closest competitor in the world is a fraction of that. In fact, I think if you add up numbers two to ten in the top ten spenders national defense in the world they don't even equal i mean that we spend more per capita more in gross amounts we have the best technology the best everything i guys i gotta confess to you i am no longer impressed that nicholas cage was able to steal the declaration of independence that's not even a feat that's not even a feat of bravery or, or anything these people walked into the capitol building <laughs> It's, it's, <laughs> look, we spend look, millions, uh, or DC, uh, or DC actually, we don't, but, well, there is a federal subsidy for it, but uh, there's millions and millions upon millions that are spent every year on Capitol Police. If you've ever been to DC and done something like, uh, you know, as a kid being 16 and in DC for the first time, you make a joke about crossing the uh, the, the little velvet cord like I did. And of course, I had a, a Capitol cop come over with his hand on his gun. And I was just a stupid 16-year-old kid. It terrified me, actually. Like, oh, because I was from Connecticut at the time. I didn't know very much about guns. I just saw a cop holding his gun. I'm like, holy crap. Uh, what did I do? Yeah. I just, just I, I wasn't going up there. I'm I was sorry. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't shoot me. <laughs> you know, okay. Yeah, right. Did, yeah, did right. you say hands it's, up, don't uh, shoot? Tell me you yeah, said hands, but he, hands he, up, he, don't he shoot. really vicious. <laughs> And I wasn't used to that. I was used to cops at home that that were, you know, they lived in your community and they they were even even the state cops were fairly, you know, good about things. This guy was um, was ridiculous. And you can find tons of people that have had that experience of Capitol Police transgress. One little thing, you got some guy yelling and screaming and barking at you. They're belligerent and they are instructed to be about everything. Now, they know this protest is coming. They've known for weeks. They you look at how they prepared for certain things summer, over the summer, at least the in the Capitol for the federal, the federal buildings, they had, they had you know, a good you know, a good show of force, force right? Where, where was, was the show of force this time? I mean, they got a couple of cops here. You see the cops open. I mean, you got a series of videos like they're opening up the gates. Then you have another one where they actually did clash with people. Maybe they didn't get the memo. I don't know. And and they're fighting and, the, you know, the protesters do push through the gates. And then you have another one where, again, the cops waving them on, Right. You have so many, you know, things where, where right, the guys are there, they're fighting with the protesters that get pushed aside by, with these gates. They got comms. In two seconds, you could call something up and there would be, a, you know, a lit, you know, a couple SWAT teams worth of riot control easily. Right. They have all the tech. They have that communication. They're always ready for that on any given day. They're ready to roll out like a Roman legion with all their, their riot gear shields and everything else. And they didn't. And that's why I argue, and I'm very convinced, that this was all meant to happen to begin with. Now, it's also possible that Trump wanted it to happen, although why Trump wanted it to happen, I don't know. It's also possible that, eh, you know, the, the things got out of control and these things happened. But I don't see all of these things just don't add up to, yeah, the, to mean, that third it, one. It, it, it seems like, seems like this was meant to happen. happen. And, pretty, and you look at who benefits. Again, Cicero asks in a famous legal case, Kui Bono, who benefits and, and the, the media benefits, uh, the, you know, the, the lefties in government benefits, the Biden administration, definitely the incoming Biden administration definitely benefits. Um, and I know there's going to be people in the chat that uh, keep saying Biden will never be president. I'm sorry. I don't see that any other eventuality at the moment. 
So all those people benefit. All the wrong people benefit. The state. Trump does not benefit. And what? The, how about those photos? I mean, there was a photo of one, the camera staring down the barrel of a, a Glock. Mm-hmm. Who takes that in the middle yeah. of an insurrection? <laughs> yeah, I want to know how that photo came to be. Um, look, I, I think I think the the Ryan, you're, you're 100 right. Uh, we can't necessarily sit here today and diagnose exactly, you know, who's behind what and for and for which nefarious reason. But what we can do, like what a doctor does, you can rule out certain things. You may not have a diagnosis or a prognosis, but you know what it what it's not. Okay, and as you're diagnosing the problem, and what we for sure know is that what happened in Washington, D.C. was not that a bunch of MAGA people showed up and and wrecked the place according to their plan, right? You definitely saw... There's probably about a billion, billion there, too, too. so, so we're talking, we're talking a small percentage, percentage got inside. got inside. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, there were half a million people there, largely peaceful, mostly peaceful. I mean, they, they set up a concession stand, okay? They're selling hot dogs at the place. If you, Mike, Mike, I was watching, I was, my brother calls me up and tells me, hey, you, are you seeing this? I was editing a book at the time. I had no idea what was going on, and then I asked the guy, one of the guys across the room, and he was watching a uh, Epoch Times uh, stream. Their, their camera was on the, the I guess, the, the uh, in the grass area, and Celine Dion was playing. <laughs> I'll try to find out what the, the only way you could find out anything was going on was on the Twitter feed. Honestly, which... if they were playing My Heart Came Go On, I would I would storm the barriers to get away from that. <laughs> that I was going to say, that makes it a violent. That makes, that's the violence right there. I'll set you That was probably, you know what? I was about to say that there was probably, you know, BLM, Antifa embedded. They were the DJs. <laughs> they were inciting the <laughs> but here, here you know and uh on a serious note ryan and i are on a thread with with another that uh we were talking about how uh this is leading up to more of the uh basically punishing the the fan base a little bit more so it'll be demoralize them even more to a point that kind of like well the gadsden flag for example why did franklin pick the snake for their thing for, during the revolution was they never saw that. It's not in Europe. And they saw that out here as something that would, if it got in a corner, would warn you and warn you and warn you until you got close enough and then would bite and would not stop until it died. And they loved that idea. And you've seen that with some of the vets. They're getting that way. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of vets, um, how about the Navy veteran that was just, you know, kind of shot in the face? And what's what's so surprising to me is this 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 imagery of Abby being gunned down, she's unarmed. You can clearly see, like, her hands are coming in through the window, so her hands are not holding a weapon. And there's a man in a suit, unnamed, unarmed, you know, un- un- unmasked, you know, just, just, just a guy in a suit. You never get to know who this guy is. Faceless bureaucrat who shoots her in the neck and she dies. Now, if she had a different pigmentation and a different ideology, we would be having prayer services, vigil services, uh, there'd be riots George, in the streets. George Floyd? Yeah, she would be canonized like George Floyd. Uh, but but this woman is dead. She woke up in San Diego, took a flight to D.C., put on her red MAGA hat, and and died because she was shot in the basically in the face, in the neck. 
And there are Catholic and, commentators out there, Steve, who are who are defending this thought. They're saying, well, look, if I were to try to breach the Capitol, they would shoot me, you know, and they would be justified and all that. I'm, what about all the videos of letting these people in? It was like Ryan was talking about Where's if you if you like the like the one video to show the guy the cop pushing the guy at the door, and then down the hallway they're following. He's kind of like leading them way up the stairs. You're telling me these guys can these regular people can get inside with them there and just walk down any hallway they want to and break any glass they want. It you no, know, you, you bust down that door to begin with. You shot on sight. These guys are not you know fooling around. Anybody else that does that is and you hear that all the time. Uh, somebody tried climbing the fence outside the White House. They got snipers on top of the roofs in seconds. Everything's closed down around. Yet these guys are able to get inside the building and go to Pelosi's desk and live stream and go to the, the seat oh, and take photos. No, I know. And, you know, and, and these these MAGA folks who, who made it to Pelosi's office, you know, did they ransack it? No. Did they light on fire? No. They like rearrange some of her mail, you know. It's like, oh no, no. Where's my wine box bill? You know. They probably paid her ice cream bill for all we know. Literally, we're like, I'm gonna order you some more of that fifteen dollar pint ice cream there, wine box. Cat lady. On that lady getting shot, is you see that guy in the in between her the guy? He's looks like he looks like he's tweeting. And there's a guy, there's another arm, it looks like military, right behind him saying, you know, get out of the way. And he go, kind of gives his number. Hold on a minute. Let me finish this tweet. <laughs> just, I, yeah. What's going there's on here? There's a lot of irregularities. There's plenty of evidence to suggest that the cops let him in. There's plenty of evidence to suggest that there were non-MAGA people embedded in the crowd. There's videographic and photographic evidence of this. You would have to willfully disregard all of that evidence if you were to try to conclude that this was just a bunch of MAGA hicks that showed up and burned the Capitol building down because that was their premeditated plan. I think as Catholics, though, Ryan, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it over to you on this one. I think we need to uh, actually. No, I want to actually. I want to bring brother in on this one. Um, we need to reject mob psychology in all its forms, right? I mean, because the ultimate mob psychology is crucify him, crucify him. We have no king but Caesar. We want Barabbas, you know. Um, and 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 so it is a consistent position and it's a principled position to say I condemn both Black Lives Matter and any mob that's going to take down the Capitol building or whatever. Um, there may or may not be justified reasons for violence, but not in a mob-like mentality. What say you, brother? Absolutely. I mean, when it comes to violence, uh, we're justified in self-defense, first and foremost, and that includes also capital punishment um, to defend the common good. Barabbas, son of the father, um, the mob crowd was chanting for a messianic figure, not just any, any criminal, but a messianic figure, someone to liberate... Uh, the Jews from Roman oppression to to restore a certain order according to uh, what they wanted, how they how they saw the messianic figure, what they wanted from from God to uh, create a state for for Israel. Um, what's this look like for us? How how do, how do we respond? Um, I mean, obviously, I've given a lot of reflection to this over over the last few days. Um, I think we've gotten so comfortable as Catholics, so comfortable in not being persecuted, mm-hmm. um, that this is this is really it's confused us. We don't, we don't know who we are because we're not persecuted. Uh, when we are persecuted, then we know who we are because then we look at the crucifix and then we're, we're, we're conformed to Christ. Um, 
if a persecution's coming, to be honest, I think it's really good for us, only because it it'll force us to have to uh, simplify our lives, to ask ourselves what's really important, mm-hmm. what am I spending my time on, um, what am I to do with my family, what what are my pro- how do how do I make money, how do I you know provide for my children, for my wife, for my spouse, um, and we and we really start living the gospel again. Um, going back to the early church fathers, I mean, the, their lives are really simple and. It, it was a time also when Christianity was literally illegal like, to profess the faith. It, it could mean you die. Um, it wasn't just like, oh, you could profess your faith or you might lose your job at a school, at a public school, or, you know, if, if my boss is pro-LGBT or whatever, I might have to find a new job. I mean, the early Christians, it was, it was legit persecution. Like, you'd be thrown to the lions. Oh, but brother, come on. If white martyrdom. Eh. Oh, how can you? What? You're not minimizing getting blocked on Twitter or losing <laughs> your public school job, are you? No, no, no. But, uh, All right. I mean, right. I mean, to me, that's, that's what I'm getting ready ready for. Is like when the persecution comes, not if, but but when. Um, Do you think it's coming? I think it will. I mean, we're talking about. I mean, Joe Biden. He already said 100 days of masks whenever he becomes president. Kamala Harris is going to be president right after him, uh, within 90 days or whatever. Like like Ryan says, federal um, federal mask mandate. Are you gonna yeah. Are you gonna abide by that? Here, here's the issue. Not, it, it, seems, it, it seems really, really like <laughs> sitting, sitting in jail saying, oh, I didn't wear a mask. I'm here because I didn't wear a mask. It, it seems similar, but, but the principles are actually pretty profound and pretty serious. I mean, if it's, if it's not for masks, I mean, it's like the, the, the frog in the hot water, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we need to stand up now. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be vocal now while there's so many of us because if we eat, if they only pick us off in layers, like um, there's only very few people that will not wear masks. And so we get rid of those people. And then they came up with something a little bit more intense, but still not everybody follows along, and so they throw more people into the camps. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Little by little by little by little, there's nobody nobody to stand united for anything. Right. Um, well, and that goes back to the to the question earlier about the you know the parish in New Orleans and and other parish, and it sounds like Steve's parish. If you can't stand up to the mask, if you can't if you can't find one logical argument for why a piece of cotton over your face has nothing to do with public safety and is inappropriate for the liturgy. If you can't even do that as a priest, how are you going to stop the vaccine? How are you going to stop the spatial recognition, the social credit scores? That I mean, it's like... How are you going to stop Don't Preach official. Roman 25? That's where it's going to end, gonna up. end up. Once, once, you, get once you get compliance and all those things, things, it becomes, don't preach don't Romans 125. Um, you're um, not allowed to preach that nobody else goes to heaven. That's too exclusive. You have to marry homosexuals, LGBTQT, whatever. Sorry, I can't do the acronym right. Um, it's like you have to marry these people or else you are not being inclusive. You're being discriminatory. And that's 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 horrible. That's like the capital sin in this new world order of sorts. So that's what's coming. And, the, and the, especially gay marriage is that one that will break the Episcopacy because you have so many um, amongst the Episcopate that are either celibate or active homosexuals you have so, you know, you have a number of priests that have been ordained that sh- that uh, should not have been I ordained I think we just went to bitch you that but yeah but that's that's where they're going to break the back of the church is on that issue, on that issue. And you already look where at most where most catholics are at, catholics are at. the majority the of it would say just, just in terms of the mainstream diocesan structure most Catholics, when surveyed, say, yeah, you know, it's at least the civil unions are okay. How long before that becomes well? We should allow them in the church to get married, of course. And you already have 
Father James Martin, who has his voice, his his uh, podium that that you know spans across all fifty states to say whatever he wants. And when you look at that, that's what's coming next. That's where it's going to go. And if you can't stand up to a little thing like. Uh, an absurd mask mandate. You're not going to stand up to these much greater things when they come down. A lot of people think they will, and then it comes and they start finding the reasons to equivocate. Oh, oh, but Ryan, you're you're going to be the, the reason. Here's the email from the day. I'll, I'll just read it. You tell me what you think you get from this. Due to increased number of people suffer from the Rona in our area and around the world. Come on, miraculously the flu's gone, but COVID's up. Hey. Are we rejecting the PCR, uh, everything on the PCR not working? Are we rejecting that if, you know, people dying with, by, or from, or around, or down the street from the Rona? Uh, my apologies, I, I digress. I do strongly encourage you to wear mask at mass. While masks are not strictly required at mass, and while they're excuse me for my English speaking well, people, efficacy mm-hmm. may be in question, well, well that's the understatement of the year. Of the year. They, along with with socialist distancing, my, my, uh, I added the socialist part, and frequent hand washing can help reduce the risk of spreading the virus. This is helpful helpful and social distancing is is often difficult at our church. It really isn't. We've been blessed that, I won't name the parish, that a relatively low number of our parishioners have been affected so far. Again. A flu? Nobody's gotten the flu? Ever? Ever in our lives? Uh, but we must increase our yeah i'm putting this on vision increase our level of vigilance in this matter as i'd hate to reduce i'd hate to have to reduce the number of people allowed inside the church at a given time so if you don't do this i'd hate to have to reduce the number of people allowed in the church at a given time because we're so superstitious on things anymore that i will threaten you if you don't muzzle up Although the governor's mask mandate does not affect our church or masses and other liturgical gatherings, it does apply to all that go in the inner the parish center. So if you go into parish center, you got to walk around like you're in the Taliban. So in these buildings, a face covering must be worn whenever one is sharing a space with someone who is not of one's household. Because humans are biohazards. Hate humans. If we fail to comply with this, we can be cited and fined. Boy, that's courageous. Yes, not stand up to anything. Oh, we're getting fined. Thus, I ask for cooperation, penance, and good humor in this matter. That's good humor. Okay, well, I, yes. I, think, I think at least we're demonstrating that because we're laughing at the absurd, uh, right? Let us continue <laughs> to pray that the pandemic will be over soon. As we have mentioned before, that the WHO changed their definition in 2009 to the number of deaths to make a pandemic to zero. So technically, it will never end. Thank you, Father, for joining Team Apocalypse. Good work. Uh, the, the war on terror will never end. The war on drugs will never end. The war on poverty will never end. The war on bioterrorism will never end. And this pandemic will never end. Period. Nope. Never, nope. Going, never away. going away. This is the, this is the new normal muzzle up because we don't have a spine to do anything. Which is really ticket. Really t- t- and that's, I mean, that people are probably upset. Oh, Steve's mad. Yes. How <laughs> many? <laughs> 300, <laughs> 300, it's almost 365 days to plan to curve. We're still talking about it. They had to make up numbers in the summers just so they could build a bridge to get from there to here in the flu season. And now the flu is not gone. The flu is miraculously gone. And nobody's questioning that. We're acting. 
where's the bodies in the street? That's why I brought up uh, Blessed uh, uh, Noel Pignot yesterday and uh, asked Charles Colum to come on on this because he was mar he was killed for saying the mass when the government was you know telling they couldn't say mass anymore. Now we got priests. Our own bishops telling us we can't do it anymore. These people, none of these people would die for the Holy Mass. And that is really just, look, does it seem like a high bar to sit there and expect heroism from these people? Does it seem like a high bar to sit here and say, I, I want my priests, my bishops, my prelates to be heroes for Christ and Christ's church founded upon earth? Does that seem... I mean, I don't think that that's a high... I don't think that that's asking a lot because I have to be a hero and be prepared to give up my life for my children. That is the heart of fatherhood. That's what it means. So my, if my I, spiritual fathers aren't willing to die for the holy sacrifice of the Mass, render uh, pleasing uh, worship to Almighty God, then what the heck are we doing? There used to be signs hanging up in every sacristy. Say this Mass like it was your first Mass. Say this Mass as if it mm -hmm. were your last Mass. These priests, I guess, aren't willing to have a last Mass. I don't know if they... Well, they spent 70 years apologizing for even being Catholic. For 70 years, it's... oh Yeah, I'm sorry that we, um, we ever did Mass where we focused on God instead of the community. And I'm sorry that we actually believed our religion and opposed and fought other religions. And I'm sorry that... You know, we said mean things about you in the Middle Ages, and, and then in some place civil authorities might have burned a witch when we were technically the confessional state. We're sorry! And, uh, you know, don't, just don't, you know, and we're going to all ha hold hands and, and pray now and um, and get nice little olive plants and uh, put Buddha on the and altar and worship Pachamama and all this stuff, and it's going to be great. Gonna, you know, we're going to, you know, that's, that, that's the culture of 70 years emasculating our But that's not even an exaggeration, Ryan. Right? The, the video that the Holy Father put out, he produced a video and tweeted it. Mm -hmm. It puts mm -hmm. all religions on the same playing field. We're all fundamentally the same. It's the worship of an NGO. I mean, no, literally, it's... You cannot imagine a pope in any part of the history of the Catholic Church, and we've had some bad popes and anti-popes and all this stuff. You cannot imagine this ever happening. It almost—I mean, I'm—I'm not—I'm not having crossed the Rubicon here, okay? But I know that this is going on bit shoot. It, it forces me to ask myself: How can this man even be pope? When he does this crap, well, you know, well, you know it going on this shoe doesn't mean we're gonna do, go into those weeds. But <laughs> yeah, I, my answer is God has given us up to our enemies, and when you look at the way the majority of Catholics live their life, that's actually not surprising. Well, he's really. he's a better Catholic yeah, than you, so, I'll tell you that, because that's what that that's what the Catholic wearing priest tell us. Catholics we are. <laughs> my thing is, all right, if you're gonna if you're gonna be scared, say you're scared, say you're terrified. And then be and open then to, be discuss, open to this. discuss this. Have the humility to ask, hey, is there anybody that's questioning this? And can I talk to them? Whereas you're just going to say, I'm going to make you all wear masks because I say so. Even though there's questions about it not working, even though this makes absolutely no sense, even though there's no bodies in the street, we're still going to do it. And then I'm going to preach about not having any fear at the pulpit. You can't do that. That's called lying to your blade. That's called gaslighting to everybody. You, you can't and say that. You either learn what's going on, or you're either too lazy to find out what's going on, or you're lying to everybody.
Either way, that's wrong. You got the opportunity to do it. Stop being a CEO of your building and be a lead, be the light of the world thing. We're supposed to preach the truth no matter what, in season, out of season. We ain't preaching the truth about anything anymore. Um, I just want to say that lots of people are, have said that the 2020 has been a strange year, and hopefully 2021 can put that behind us. But when you contrast this image of this guy with the horns and the bear, <laughs> and, the, stars. and the bear costume, like six days into the year, yeah, I, I would say we're off to a rocky start. <laughs> we all do, do this. How did the guy with the horns and the hammer and sickle tattoos become a symbol of twenty twenty one? Oh man! Well, well solution, solution idea. idea. What what do we go for from here? All right. Is it uh, Is it, uh, Catholic Brit had a great post just a minute ago? For all the, where does it go? For all the bluster, where did I put it? Sorry, let me read that one. I thought it was, I thought it was uh, pretty after the time. For all the bluster about events around across the pond, he's in England, or one of them, I don't know, he or she's in England. Nobody asked or answered the seemingly vital questions. Is it patriotic to sit back and accept your country's decline if the majority vote for it? I'm not upset. Want anger? Get, you should be mad. You should be upset. I'm not going to tell you to sit back and do absolutely nothing. And everyone that showed emotion the other day is wrong. Now, the guys that vandalized, yeah, okay. I'm not saying to go out and vandalize or burn burn anything down. You should be mad. You should be angry. It's just like any your emotions mm. are good. If something unjust happened, you should be upset. The vets that I talked to are ticked about what's going on. What do you do about it? Okay. If your answer is to vote harder, you may pass the hookah pipe. It's not going to work. If you don't have, if if part of it is not breaking down, embracing federalism, and getting out of the voluntary union, starting over, forming other confederations, or then I don't want to hear that what you're what you're talking about because it's worthless. You're blowing smoke, yeah, that's, and that's nothing's going to get done. Breakup break needs to happen. Needs to happen. Yeah. It's the secular, only secular of way answer, answer to any of this. Fix your local, fix your state up, and get out of DC. My, my uh, boomer relative who lives in Texas, I won't tell you his name or anything like that, but he may or may not be related to me directly upstream in my paternal bloodline, but um. He, I, I said, I said, Dad, what do you think about all this stuff? And he's in, like one of these original Tea Party people. He said, Wilson, we're gonna get them in the next election. We, we, they may have gotten us this time, but we're gonna get them in the next. Ele-. I'm sitting here thinking, like, you still believe in federal elections? After everything that you have seen, you think we're gonna just vote harder, vote smarter, get out the vote, knock on doors? Come on, man. In the words of Joe Biden, come on. <laughs> we get taxed and so we know the feds exist. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's delusional. Ryan. I'm surprised. I'm, surprised. I'm still surprised Trump won four years ago. I have no idea how that happened. I don't know if they we're just fell asleep at the wheel. No, they they don't think they, I mean, every side rigs the election in every, every election. I mean, there is, and I don't know exactly how far it goes back, but... I mean, as it is, you have testimony. We we can put this up in the notes because I'll find the link for you. And or you probably know where the link is. In two thousand four, right in Ohio, uh, you know, Bush stole the election from Kerry. Now, granted, I don't like Kerry, and I didn't like Bush, but 
uh, you know, I'm not saying Kerry would have been great either. I mean, I didn't vote for either of those clowns. But in Ohio, they actually there were election irregularities that were you know where voting machines were keyed with an algorithm that would automatically flip 51 to 49 for whoever it is and adjust the numbers accordingly in all the incoming counties to make sure that it would come to that result. And that's exactly what happened. So this guy was testifying before the Ohio Elections Commission saying that this was done. And then the judge asked, was there any way to discover it? He said, no, unless you know the algorithm, you know the coding, you are not going to find it, no matter what it is. And that that was in 2004. And that, when I found that, I was only a couple years later when I was um, I discovered that researching. I said, wow, I mean, there is no election that's valid. And who knows how long it's been the case that's valid. It's it's always every side's cheating. And whoever has the means can it can make that happen. And it's just a question of who's got it better. Maybe they didn't cheat enough in uh, 2016 to avoid people's disgust about having Hillary to vote for. So and you look at that, too. They cheated Bernie out. Don't forget that, too. On the Democratic side, they used Bernie. Bernie was the left side populist or the Trump on the right side. And they cut Bernie out of it, too, because they don't want anybody who's populist getting in. You're going to follow. Yeah, like in the line in The Godfather, part three, which maybe I shouldn't even be referencing I'm not We're sure on exactly shoot, it's fine. All our all our our books. No, 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 no just the quality, the, the lack of quality in the movie. But um, anyway, I know that. Lily Francis Ford Coppola is like, nah, I don't want to make another one. Well, your daughter can be in it. Okay, then. Don't point to that movie. Anyway, all our books they go in the same direction, right? So the guy says toward the when Corleone gets in there and he finds out how it's all going to work, right? And that's kind of what what happens in politics all the votes are going to go in the same direction for what's decided at these other meetings by the industrialists when they make their wheels and deals and decide how things are going to go and the politicians are just your um i know all your congress critters they're basically your puppets they're your your you know your great and powerful oz projection um but they're not behind the curtain i think we need to move to the unpopular opinions segment I thought, I thought I thought we were the unpopular. And, and Steve's already given his uh, with with gusto, I would say. <laughs> um, Ryan, I'll let you wow. think, brother. I might since I'm sitting right next to you, I might have to put you up first. All right. So let me let me let me add to that is if you're we're using that for the unpopular. Why did I say that after the third the French Revolution? What they call it, a French Republic. What do we call us? A republic. What China, a republic. After the FR, there was one big giant government. Everything beforehand was more localized, sectioned off. Now it was centralized. One union, united, one nation, blah, 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 blah. We've taken that same mindset in the United States, one nation. After Lincoln, they put up what? Basically an invisible Berlin Wall around. You can't get out. That's the mindset from everybody. One nation under God indivisible is the pledge that a lot of people do, which I refuse to ever do. If the pledge to say that pledge from a guy who's a so, self-proclaimed socialist, Francis Bellamy, who was excommunicated from his heretical religion, on top of that for being a Lincoln, and for not just being a Lincolnite for other things, to get back to the state level. What did Jefferson had the when uh, he bet the Louisiana Purchase there was a, people that called it the original 13. They did happen. So the Northeast wanted to leave because they thought Jefferson was disobeying the Constitution and making it so that Virginia would never lose again. Kind of familiar 
the Democrats will never lose again. So they want it out peacefully. Not a big deal. There's there's if you if you look into it, five, four to five different confederations. I mentioned about cancer cells. The only the only can, uh, cells what happened if when they d- divide in the what's I forget I hate biology cytoplasm whatever division what healthy cells divide when they get too big it's the cancerous cells that grow and grow and they don't know they just keep getting bigger and bigger we're a cancerous cell you see that you cannot say right now that everything's hunky dory the Titanic is literally sinking in this you got to break this thing up it's out of scale get back to smaller local federal fe- embrace federalism this ain't federalism. If you call yourself a republic, embrace republic. This ain't you're not being represented when 320 million have what was this how 500 representatives in DC? It was 900 900,000 to one ratio, then nine unelected dictators and tyrants in black robes. Gotta think about this. This, I mean, there's if this doesn't show anything, I don't know what does. Hats off on a very strong, unpopular opinion. I think I want to give mine. I usually try to go last because I'm, I'm. I want to see what you guys are going to say and <laughs> see if I can get more unpopular than you. Uh, but I've had this one brewing up for a while. And I wanted to. I wanted to start off the new year right with giving the most unpopular opinion, perhaps of the entire year, especially on a traditional Catholic broadcast like this. I do think that Donald Trump was allowed to win. He was selected for a specific reason. I think that he is a once-in-a-generation great consolidator, a Reagan-esque figure who can take the evangelicals and the traditional Catholics and the war hawks and the libertarians and the fiscal conservatives, all those people under one umbrella, and radically and permanently shift them to the left. And now what does it mean to be a Republican in the United States of America? With a K, America with a K, or the USSA, as I like to say. Uh, Well, it means that you are a socialist. It means that you believe in bailouts. It it means that you believe in crony capitalism. And most grievously, uh, tariffs, whatever, you know, we can talk about that if you want to and put everyone to sleep. But the one thing that it means to be a Republican in the United States under Donald J. Trump is that you don't care about the family. You have total disregard for the nuclear family, which is precisely what Our Lady at Fatima said that we need to guard against. So it is impossible. It is impossible to be a uh, traditional Catholic and a Republican in the USSA, period. But that that is why I think he was allowed to win. Now he's just a vaccine salesman. He's a vaccine salesman who's who's burning the bridge on his way out of town who's making the most watchable reality TV of all time. And uh, what, you guys chat, what are you guys chatting about? I can't even see it. <laughs> well, I, just want, I, wanted, I wanted to mention how you said Reagan. I go, you notice what Reagan, what the state did with Reagan. They gave him Bush. He was a deep state guy. What did they do with Trump? Yeah, they gave him Pence. Pence not Trump guy. No, Pence is not a Trump guy. Not at all. He's he's Trump's he's Trump's Bush in a sense. Great observation, thanks, yep. Steve. Uh, 
Continue. Continue. You make it. No, no, I'm done. Just just my point is a lot of people are like, oh, it's a stunning victory, and it proves that your vote does matter. And, you know, if if we can just get enough grassroots level, we can win again. We can get another – we can get Trump back in there in 2024 or whatever. No, 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 no. Trump didn't win because there was this groundswell of support and that our democracy works. Trump won because he's a useful guy for the for the new world order who wants to start selling vaccines uh you know sterilizing people destroying the nuclear family um and it's it's all the agendas the cashless society i mean the the economic war the concentration of wealth in the top one percent all of these things flourished under trump don't forget ladies and gentlemen we had lockdowns under trump we had socialist distancing under trump uh and the, the 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 big miracle he's hanging his hat on is Operation Warp Speed, which is designed to hurt you. It is poison. So, um, oh yeah, I'm sorry. He was allowed to win because he's a Democrat. And don't tell me, by the way, that he's the most pro-life president in the history of the country. More abortions are happening under him than anyone. More funding for abortions. Planned Parenthood funding has gone up. I, I, there's there's very little good. Oh, what? Well, he cut taxes for the rich people, and uh, now we're $30 trillion or $40 trillion in Good job. Yeah, well done. This is, you know, all right, I'm done. I'm done with my unpopular opinion. If I don't win this week, pretty good. <laughs> I'm not doing the unpoppers anymore. <laughs> all right, brother, you're up. <laughs> Mine's somewhat, somewhat uh, related to Steve's. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was reading Copleston's uh, A History of Philosophy, second volume, particularly on St. Augustine, his political theory. Um, a lot of people, a lot of Catholics tend to talk, like to talk, like to discuss, like to argue, integralism. Uh, how do we create an integral estate? All this kind of stuff. Um, St. Augustine actually believed, and Coppelson says it very clearly. Um, this is how I always read Augustine. Some people disagree, but Coppelson says it clearly. I agree with Coppelson. Uh, that St. Augustine believed that we only need a state because man has fallen, because of original sin. If man never sinned, we wouldn't necessarily need a state. And so... In, in the city of God, he compares the city of God versus the city of Babylon, and they're primarily yeah. spiritual states. Um, regarding where we where we go from here, um, I, I don't I don't think policies, uh, political programs, political states fighting for one is necessarily going to be a solution. Um, I sound like a broken record here, but I really do think um, an examination of conscience and striving for holiness is, is the only way, the only thing that we, we can do, the only thing we should do. Um, I mean, Steve talked about you know, becoming more local. Well, there's no local, there's no more local you can start with than yourself and your own family. Um, you know, living your state of life, doing your half-hour mental prayer every single day. Um, if you have the time, little office of the Blessed Virgin Mary or the Divine Office, going to Mass as often as you can. Um, reading the lives of the saints and not necessarily books on political philosophy and, and integralisms. You know, uh, read things that are important. Uh, read things that inspire you to to live the Beatitudes. Um, yeah, so that's my unpopular opinion: is that all, all the time spent arguing for an integral estate or whatever, and, and making distinctions between this political philosophy and that political philosophy. It's all just right now. It's a waste. All right, brother's gonna win. I, Ryan, do you even want to try? <laughs> Uh, uh, well, you well, you you basically, you took, basically mine. took mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why and I went first. Uh, <laughs> and it's impossible to compete I will, with. I will. The trick with brothers too is everybody knows he's right, and so there's like there'll be a little bit of grumbling. Yeah, it's not really unpopular. It's just hard to do. 
right? He'll still win because Brother Chewie, you know, runs Dominion. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna, you know, switch all the votes. Um, well, my, my uh, I guess my unpopular opinion is that um, we heard a lot with the QAnon theory, which I consider to be a deep state psyop. Actually, the whole Q thing. Uh, get all these people, you know, rolled on to this idea that we're going to beat the deep state. We're going to do all this stuff, right? To, you know, again, raise a hope a little bit, crush it down, like we talked about during, you know, during this episode a bit. Um, and one of the themes that came out of that, that a lot of people, whether they were Q or, Q or not, came out and embraced, was that Trump is God's anointed. God, you know, God is the chosen Donald Trump. So I think the so the fact that uh, he has not won and, you know, everything went the way it did. It's pretty clear if somebody was playing 40 chess, it wasn't Trump after yesterday. Right. So no, he was playing checkers. Ultimately, I think that the, the part of this, almost a silver lining, even on the Biden victories, you have all these pastors, Protestant pastors came out. I saw a vision and God told me and Donald Trump be our president. Right. I mean, you had things like that and they are wrong. Because in 13 days, Biden will be inaugurated as president, unfortunately. And so what's going to happen, I think, in the end is that people are going to, you know, see that hopefully what it leads, you know, is that all these kind of, you know, Protestant preachers, you know, God told me they're going to see, yeah, these guys are totally nuts. But on the other hand, what I really hope happens is people realize that it probably is God's permissive will to allow Biden to be president. Because we need that. And back to Brother's point for earlier in the show, you know, persecution is the thing that, that wakes up the church from its its melancholy. That's uh, right, it's melancholy. Uh, that stupid line out of Megamind keeping my head. Anyway. <laughs> it's so uh, he, he mispronounces all the, the Metro words, City. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Anyway, there's like this, this just kind of the, you know, what, what do we see? Catholics, even trads, just kind of go along. We're all part of being our, our modern American capitalist utopia and doing everything for material things. We're not serious spiritually. And to, to, even, even those who think they are probably aren't. And persecution is the thing that wakes everyone up, just like the church in Carthage in 250. 50, 60 years happy, you know, you know no, no problems. Romans had left them alone. Now all of a sudden you get a new emperor. And he decides to enforce that everyone's going to sacrifice to the gods to show their patriotism, to show that they're good, patriotic Romans ready to do their duty by worshiping the gods. And Christians are like, wait, wait, well, we can't do that. Well, you're going to die then. And people had this crisis of conscience. Some people bent the knee. Actually, a lot of it would surprise the church how many people did. And then you had on top of that people with forged certificates. Uh, they, they were called by the name of the, their certificate, Ilabatiki. People that had forged a certificate in the presence of a Roman official, but you know, just kind of pay him a little money, sign off on it, say you were there when you weren't, right? You know, it's perjury. And so, and then you had a lot of people who did, who became martyrs, like Saints Perpetuum and Felicity, for example, in that, and also. Um, uh, St. Cyprian wasn't immediately killed during the major persecution, but he was shortly thereafter. And you have a number of martyrs in the church as well. So, it, it, But the, there was kind of this shock, and, and it led to that early heresy on uh, rebaptism, and, is that, you know, and also forgiveness, too. Well, how do we bring these people back into the church? Um, and, and can they ever be allowed in the church? Like Novationism, we can't allow them in the church at all. We can't forgive them. And so, you know, things of this sort— 
that's what we're going to be running into. So, so anyway, the unpopular opinion I have is maybe it is God's permissive will to allow a Biden presidency and allow, again, in the church, like I said it earlier, he's given us up to our enemies, right? Who, who People who are the enemies of God, like that are now running things like Cardinal Betchew, for example, right? You see all the stuff he's done. You have, um, you know, so many criminal things going in and out of the Vatican. God's given us up to our enemies and it's going to happen in state as well. That's it. Very unpopular That's it. opinions this week, except for brothers, which is going to win because we all need to be saints, period, end of story. Uh, time for the grifter <laughs> segment. We used to call this the shameless plug or shameless profit segment, but now it's time to grift, and I recommend that we uh, find something. Great. Ryan's looking over his shoulder if you're listening and not watching. He's about to show you something that he's got published. But I want to turn it over to brother to grift for a little bit. You've got... I'm here at the monastery. You guys are rocking and rolling. You got a new a new brother who joined. You got a bunch of people around the country who are looking at joining. Um, how can we support you? So, you, first of all, thank you for all of you who donated to our our, our campaign last weekend. We were fundraising for a, a new fire extinguishing suppression system over our stove because, as, as you notice, we're just using you know uh, other means. Uh, microwaves and conventional ovens to cook food yep. for over 10 people we've been li- okay guys I, my whole family is here we've been living off of hot plates and microwaves very difficult to support a community of just the rtf family let alone a, a legitimate community of uh, hungry men so uh yeah i hope you can you're gonna you're gonna actually do some cooking after we leave right yeah <laughs> so so thank you for all you guys who donated but also i mean we're we're living um in a borrowed building, uh, some friends of ours that, that are supporting our community are, are paying for our, our rents and for our, our utilities. Uh, but eventually we have to f- start fundraising for property for our own because mm-hmm. that's, that's the next step. I mean, we can keep putting money into this building in lieu of rent, um, but we really need our own place so that we can continue to grow. Because I, like I said, or like Mike said, um, we've got people asking to join, asking to uh, make visits, all that kind of stuff. And we just need our own space and we need to grow. Um, so you can go to our website, oblatesofstainaugustin.com slash giving um actually oblatesofstainaugustin.com you can read everything there um our charism who we are our spirituality our prayer life um i actually just put uploaded a section with, uh, with a bunch of augustinian saints that are on our calendar you can find our calendar at oblatesofstainaugustin.com slash shop 355 calendar you can find the brother chewy mug that ryan was uh waving around just a second ago um there you go so you help support us there there's only like 25 left of those by the way so if you want one you better hurry up and get one um so you can go to oblatesofstainaugustin.com slash giving um, and, and help us out because we're trying to we need to start raising money for a new place. So, yeah, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, you can to, look forward to. I am just about to hand off to my editor, editor um, um, the, other the, the other sections I hadn't finished up of, of uh, St. Robert Bellarmine's book on the sacraments in general. And I meant to have it done in December. I couldn't get it done in December. So finally done and, 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 and uh, either going out and then my theological censors have to read it. So hopefully in a couple weeks, I will have a copy to hold up of that because that'll be a really good book, really important stuff. And there's a lot of things he says in there, too in terms of uh, status of the Old Covenant, for example, that are really useful and contrary to a lot of stuff you hear today. Uh, then we have uh, this book, which I wanted to recommend. doesn't sell enough copies because mostly nobody's ever heard of this guy. St. Charles of Cese is a Franciscan in the 16th, uh, 17th century. So he, his autobiography is a spiritual treatise 
um, a fantastic spiritual treatise that really is on par with St. Teresa of Avila. And then uh, Mike and I are going to do a show at some point because we've talked about it and we're going to make it happen when he's back in studio on the uh, Martyrs of the English Reformation. And so until then, I have Rome and the Counter-Reformation in England, which is a great historical study of uh, what took place in England uh, you know, from the time of Queen Mary, the role of people like Cardinal Poole and other figures, and uh, how you know, and when that fails, and uh, how at Elizabeth's secession, the the laws that are brought in, all the actual machinery, and then you know, the, in the various efforts of the church to try to keep the faith alive in England during that time. Uh, Ryan, I got my notification because I am in the book club, paying fifty dollars yes. a month. Yes. I get a book. I get exclusive podcasts of yours. What is shipping this month? I got I got the email saying something's on the way, but I just I can't wait for it to arrive, man. I got to know what it is. Yes, so, that's what so it, I was hoping it was that they one. Live the they live the which faith, is which is biographies of thirteen Catholics that fought socialism, that fought socialism and essentially liberalism, which net today we call modernism in the nineteenth century. And so people like Arrestus Bronson, who people have heard of, uh, Garcia Gabriel Moreno, if you've listened on, on uh, Steve's channel, and other people you've never heard of before, like uh, Frederick Ozana or uh, Daniel O'Connell, who, who was instrumental in uh, Catholic emancipation in uh, Ireland and England. So you have, um, and then other, various other figures, people you've never heard of, and the things they did to fight for the church in the 19th century, and it's great because a lot of people don't know very much about the 19th century or how it developed, except maybe a little bit in American history. So it's actually really good for that, too, in appreciating the position of the church in Europe and kind of seeing the seedlings planted for all the stuff we're dealing with today in terms of the, what the governments in those it's times amazing. were doing. Anyway, so, so anyway, so that's coming to you. It's late this month. So if you are in the book club and you're watching this, it was late because uh, Christmas time, I thought I put in the order early enough to only be a little bit late shipping it out. I only got the books yesterday. Well, so. I appreciate that. I, I just want to grift this book real quick. It's called The Golden Arrow. It's put out by Tan. Mm. Go to Tan. That's rift away. That's go to tanbooks.com, Golden Arrow. Uh, it is a sister. It is a, the revelations of Sister Mary of St. Peter. It is about the Holy Face. You can use Steve's discount code, SF10, or you can use mine, RTF10. Either way, you get 10% off. Buy direct from Tan Books. Buy from the publisher. Don't buy from Amazon. Amazon's taking over the world. It's part of the pandemic, scamdemic. It's part of part of all of it. Go to tanbooks.com. Look for the Golden Arrow. Look for the Holy Man of Tour. And again, use SF10 or RTF10. Doesn't matter to me. Save 10%. All right, Steve. All I got was, oh, I got was uh, if you guys looking for a St. Joseph calendar, I got a St. Joe calendar. Looks pretty good. Came out well from Zazzle. I don't set the prices, but I wanted to do something since you're St. Joseph and put a calendar together. So I want to check out the calendar. Go for it. And uh, I just found out that the Catholic uh, former manager of the L.A. Dodgers, Tommy Lasorda, uh, just died. So if you would say uh, Ave for him, he was one for 20 years. He had a Catholic priest in say Mass every Sunday before games and uh, would tell people to go to Mass, go to confession, to be a good Catholic. So, uh, I don't know. Obviously, I have no idea other than that. He's married his wife that was in Greenville, South Carolina, a Baptist family. She became Catholic, and the kids got raised Catholic, and the the, the family didn't was kind of worried about that at first, but they uh, they converted. So, uh, say an Ave for him, and say say an Ave. Uh, other breaking news: While we're recording this, Trump announced 
that he is not going to attend the inauguration on January 20th. He will not be there. This is The Rundown. God bless you. Thanks for watching. Subscribe to the channel. Like the page. And consider becoming a patron. Take care.